want you to give your best welcome, please, to, to Mr. Robbie Ferrari. We'll try that. There we go. There we go. You see, technology, it's brilliant. Absolutely fantastic. Um, I love Brian and Anne. They make the most amazing dinners. <laughs> and that's the only reason I love them. They're, they're, they're amazing guys. But you know what? When myself and my wife came here, when we moved back um, uh, a year ago, it's literally just over a year ago we left our kids in the UK. They're not kids, they're adults, we're not bad parents. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but they're still my son and my daughter, and I miss them every day. And when we came back here, uh, we arrived, strangely enough, on Valentine's morning at about 6 o'clock in the morning. We'd gone by ferry overnight. And the last thing I remember leaving Stoke-on-Trent was saying goodbye to my son. And we drove overnight, and we got the ferry, and all that sort of rubbish, and, and we got here, and the first night in our home in Nace, we cried, because it wasn't what we're used to, because it wasn't home. And I'm Irish, I was born in Dublin, but it wasn't home. And I can honestly say this, and I'm going to embarrass them a little bit, but I can honestly say this, without people like Anne and Brian, it would never be home. Because you see, they don't see Robbie and Lynn as the people who run UCB, they just see people they want to get to, to know, and people they want to, want to befriend, and we needed that. Sometimes you don't need spiritual highness, sometimes you just need a mate to go, you all right? No. What's up? Miss my son. It's okay. Miss my daughter. And when they come and live with us, they drive me bonkers. It's like, I'm one of those typical dads who just can't figure it all out because one day I don't, I want them here. Next day it's like, would you ever? It's been a year since Lynn and myself. Uh, she can't be with us today. She's not well, so she sends her apologies. But it's been a year since we, uh, we took over running UCB Ireland, and it's been a challenge, it's been exciting, it's been interesting. Mm-hmm. The word interesting covers a multitude. It's kind of a Christian word for going, ah! That's what interesting means, really. But you know what? As I look back on what happened in 2017, I can see that we thought we'd go from here to here, and God's gone, no, you're going here. And I look forward to 2018 and I think, oh my days. But God's bigger. And God goes, if you've got the plan, I've got the resources. Let's join forces and let's see what will happen. How cool is that? I will get to what I'm talking about in a minute, I promise you. Um, I, I, I was in a place, I was in a part of Dublin yesterday that I've not been in over 30 years. And uh, I was walking down the street with this, uh, this person, and she, she said to me, she said, you kind of grew up around here, didn't you? I said, yeah, about a mile away from here I grew up, and I know these areas. Well, I, I used to. I said, all that area over there was derelict when I lived here. There was nothing. These houses were worth about four grand when I lived here. 
There was no Starbucks. There was no big shopping complexes. There was just derelict sites 30 odd years ago. And when I grew up over there, we wouldn't come down these streets on the basis that you didn't know whether you'd get back home or not. It's really kind of a strange kind of a thing. And then I thought, it got me thinking about just how far the area had come. Just how far things had changed. And I thought about my own life and I thought as a kid when I used to play in Fairview Park and wouldn't dare go to where I was yesterday, just how far I've come and I've changed. And the reason I'm telling you this is because I believe there's somebody here in this room today, this is a prophetic word for you, I don't know who you are, I actually think it's a guy, but I might be wrong, that God wants to remind you about just how far you've come. He wants you to look at where you've been and what it used to be like, and what he's done in your life now and how he's changed you, and look how far you've come. See, that's, the, that's the, the beauty of God. God never takes anything and kind of goes, oh, well, that was useless. Because nothing is ever useless with God. Nothing is. And as we build our lives up and as we begin to trust him, he takes us on a journey. And it's only when we stop and look back and look at something that was derelict and now is fantastic that God says, look how far you've come. So if that's you, oh, I just want you to know that God loves you. And God sees massive potential in you. And God wants you to know that you are further than you think you are in his kingdom. Brian asked me to talk about love. (laughs) Me? (laughs) Here we go. Valentine's week. Ah, Valentine. Do you know what I found out the other day? (laughs) Sorry, it's going to be one of those sermons. I promise you, you'll be out by one tomorrow. Um, (laughs) Valentine. Valentine's bones are in Angel Street. I only found that out the other day. I thought, I thought he was a bit of a myth. But he's a real bloke. I'm losing my voice already. Praise God, somebody says at the back. So Valentine's Day, what, a, what, a, what an incredible day. We celebrate love. We celebrated Valentine, which is fantastic. Well, not him really, but the cards and the roses. Yeah. I'm not going to ask you to put your hand up. Okay, because that would embarrass everybody and probably me as well. But I'm going to say, are you, are you a garage man? Okay? Okay? I, I've, been, I've been a garage man. Okay? I have been, I, I, to my shame, I have been a garage man. Okay? Okay? All the women are going, yeah, he is. He bought me a pair of wipers last year. Bought me a bulb from your brake light last year. Are you a garage man? What do I mean by a garage man? You see, garage men are real sincere blokes. Okay? We really are. We, because we think. And we get it in our minds. We go, I'm going to do this. And I'm going to do this. And I'm going to love my wife. And I'm going to make sure that I lavish on her everything that she deserves. Of course we do. Because we love our wives. The problem is with garage men... My wife tells me I, I have butterfly moments. Okay? I'm focused on something and I'm doing something and all of a sudden go, oh look, there's a butterfly. And I'm gone. I'm gone on something else. And I forget what I was doing over here. So my week, my month is that kind of time. It's like, garage man, no, I won't be. I am planned. I am prepared. I know what I'm going to do. I know how I'm going to do this for Valentine's. My wife will be honored the way she needs to be. 
and the days just drift by. And suddenly, it's the 13th of February. And for some of you, don't put your hands up because you won't get out alive. For some of you, it's the morning of the 14th of February and you think, oh no! And you're a garage man. So you run to the local Maxall or Texaco and there's only scabby flowers left in the book and you think, what am I going to do? And then there's a kind of, a, a load of cards that no one ever wanted. So they're the ones that are still for sale. <laughs> it's the thought that counts, isn't it? That's what it is. It's the thought that counts. So you go, and you, you, I love you all oh my heart. And she looks and goes, really? Really? <laughs> this year, <laughs> I was not garage man. That deserves a round of applause. I was not garage man. I planned it. My wife doesn't like red roses. She likes yellow roses. I got yellow roses. I got a card. I went to the checkout. I went to pay. She said, 26 euro, please. I almost died on the spot. 26 euro for 12 roses and a card. Are you seriously deranged? I bought them. I was a good husband. I delivered them. And then my wife turned around and said, I thought you said we weren't doing anything. I haven't got you a card. (laughs) What? Oh, Lord Jesus. (laughs) What's that got to do with today? (laughs) Ah, we, We shouldn't celebrate love on one day of the year. It should be something we do every day of the year. Valentine's when you were a kid was really interesting. How many of you, come on, put your hands up, waited for Valentine's? Because you wanted to know if anybody loved you. Okay? You're 13, 14 year old spotty kid waiting to see whether anybody really loves you. Whether Mary down the road, the real hot girl down the road really wants to. And we did all these things. I had, I had four stepsisters, or I still have four stepsisters, and they would write on their cards. Swalk. Sealed with a loving kiss. Good night, Mariah. Really, you're serious. See the, and inside, they'd write things like, Roses are red. Violets are blue. And you see, sugar, you see, that's the, that's the, that's the girl one. That's the girl version. The bloke version, adapted for church audiences. Roses are red. Hold on. Scrub that out. I can't spell red. Roses are red. Violets are blue. I love kebabs. How about you? (laughs) See, that's a date then. You see, if you love the kebab, you get a date. Or the other one is, I love you. I love you. I love you almighty. Do you know this one? Oh, she's good. Kathy's got them all. She's got a whole list of them. I bet you she's got a whole list of them somewhere. She writes them out. But you see, I used to get embarrassed by this one. I love you, I love you, I love you almighty. I love your pajamas next to my nighty. And I go, you can't do that, I'm 13. Are you lonesome tonight? And the, 
the other thing we used to do with Valentine cards was we'd give it a little note to the to the postman, wouldn't we? Postman, postman, don't delay. Eat your cornflakes on the way. What if he doesn't eat cornflakes? Does he actually put the thing down and go, I can't deliver that? I can't do anything about that. And the trouble then is, we will get to the message, I promise you. There was, there was, there was four kids. There was always four kids in the world of Valentine's. There was the one that was always waiting to see if the postman arrived with a card. Waiting to see. Just longing. I'm looking out the window. Is the, I would never be caught looking out the window because that was just a no-no. Does she love me? Does she love Will I get a card? There was a shy one who never really talked about the cards. Probably the real Casanova in the group. The shy one never talked about them at all. Then there was the one who never got a card. Oh. That's really sad. That's really, really sad. Probably the most entrepreneurial person in the world right now and has anybody they want. And finally, there was the bragger. You always had the bragger. When you went to school on the Valentine's morning, how many cards did you... I got one. I got 75. All written by his ma. (laughs) Just in case he he got down. All written by his ma. Valentine's Day. Some people say it's a rip-off. Rose has doubled the price. Tell me about it. Some people say it's now so commercial that it shouldn't be that way at all. Some people say it's the romantic day of the year. The most romantic day ever. Don't know how you feel about it. I'm not judging any of you at all in any way, shape or form. And other people say they shouldn't Valentine's Day be every day. Shouldn't we be appreciated every day of the year we are we are loved every day of the year this is are you, is this switched off now this one okay we'll get rid of this because it's, it makes me look really really important and I'm not we are loved every day of the year I want to talk to you today honestly we're, we're in the word now okay here's the spiritual bit Brian we're in the word okay I want to talk to you about 26 words. 26 words, the most important Valentine verse you will ever get. The most incredible Valentine verse we could ever have. It's a matter of fact, we shouldn't really call it a Valentine verse, but it is a verse of love. And that's what we're going to talk about. See, it shouldn't be about the cards, it shouldn't be about the flowers, the chocolates and all the other stuff. Love should be much deeper than that. Love should meet people where they're at and lift them out of the mire they're in. Love should be, I walk with you each step of your journey. Love should be between a husband and a wife or the other way around, the most romantic thing in the world every day. But we get to this stage where we get so tied up in the world of business and the world of busyness that we miss it. We miss the moment of God's love for us. We miss the moment, oh I said God, we must be in the spiritual bit. We miss the moment of what true love really is. What are the 26 words I want to talk about? Very simple. For God so loved the world that he gave us his only son. That whosoever would believe in him will not perish but have everlasting life. 
You see, I don't care what you write in a letter. I don't care what you write in a card. I don't care how you live your life beyond these walls. But God says, I love you that much. And I don't care. You can give me the best rhyme ever. Nothing will trump that. Nothing will beat it. Oh, yeah, but he doesn't mean me. Oh, yeah, he does. For God so loved the world. If you remove yourself from the world, well, you're part of God's world. You're part of his plan. You are part of everything that he desires for you and for this community. For God so loved you. Let's change the word from world to you. That he loved you enough to give you his most prized possession. To give me his most prized possession. And I'm not talking about a Tesco's bunch of roses for 20 quid. He gave us his only son. You see, there's no greater act of sacrifice, there's no greater act of love than when God the Father, I love my son dearly, he lives in the UK with his wife. When God the Father, think of it in a human term, gives Jesus for you and me. He loves us that much. The word love, the word love is, it's not mushy, although it can be. Danny Osmond, Danny Osmond, and they called it puppy love. I could be on the stage. We lose the essence of what this real love is when we look at it that way. When we look at the love of God as a kind of, oh, well, it's mushy. It's not. Okay? It's sacrificial love. It's hugely different. It's, it's, it's beyond anything that we could ever comprehend. That's how much he loves us. So as we celebrate Valentine's Week, Valentine's Day, all sorts of things, the biggest Valentine message is God loves you. Right now, right where you're at, the very person sitting where you're at, you don't have to be anything else. You don't have to grow to be anything else. You don't have to aspire to be anything else. You don't have to get a qualification to be anything else. He loves you, just as you are. Just as you are. Four things I want to talk about the word love. Just four. You ever thought about just the word itself? Just four letters. Just four letters. L-O-V-E. So let's take a look at the the letter L, shall we, for a minute? A bit thirsty, hold on. The letter L. See, I think we sometimes use God's love a bit like this. It's all I need. It's all, it's all I need. It's fine. Hold on a second. I just, just, that'll do me the week. I'm sorted now for the week. God doesn't do special offers. God doesn't do buy one, get one free. God doesn't do while stocks last. You see, our mentality about how God looks at us is, that'll do me. 
And actually, I have to say, the more I've been back, I love being home. I really do. But the more I've been back, we tend to, the Irish tend to go, Asher, that's grand. That's grand. God doesn't deal with, that's grand. Sunday morning, hold on. There's God's love for me. That'll last me the week. God doesn't do that. You see, the thing we forget about God's love is that God's love is limitless. God's love never runs out. I can promise you, God's love never runs out. See, what we should be doing with God's love, not on a Sunday or a Monday, but all week, excuse me, I'm putting this down for a second. It's taking our lives, I'll shout some recording and pick it up. And instead of believing that God only has just a middle for us, and I hope when I say when, God doesn't say when. God doesn't say when. God completely and utterly wants to give you no limit love today. Stop limiting God. There are no limits on his love. None. And you know what? It's, a, oh, it's, an, it's, it's, it's an example. It doesn't run out. I don't care what your circumstances are today. God's love does not run out. It's limitless. I don't know about you, but I know I need limitless love. I need it. I need it every day. So today, don't sip God's love. Drown yourself in it. Get drenched in it. If I could, and I've done this before, I've stood under a bucket of water to illustrate this. Get drenched in the love of God. You can get me a bucket of water, I bet you can. I bet you can. I bet he wants to as well. That's the worst thing about, that's the worst thing about doing these kind of preachers. Somebody always gets you back. Guys, it's not a glass of water. It's an example. It's something for you to take away today that goes, God love. He loves me so much that it never runs out. It never runs out. And you see, I don't care what you've done in your life. And the reason I don't care is because it's not my job to. It's my job to love you and it's my job to care for you. It's not my job to judge what you've done in your life. That's God's. That's not mine. And he says, I love you with limitless love. So much so. That I gave my son Jesus. You say, but uh, Rob, hold on a second. Hold on a second. That, that, that's all very well. But what about O? What about the letter O? You see, God's love is very simple. Again, microphone going down for purposes of the tape. And I'll shout. Uh, I brought this from the house. So Liz, you better bring it back. God's love is limitless, and oh, it is over all. There is nothing that the love of God does not cover. You say, well, hold on a second, I've done so many bad things. The love of God covers all sin. All sin. All wrongdoings, all rightdoings, all struggles. God, if it, if it didn't, Jesus should not have died on the cross. 
So where are you at with your life? Are you sipping the love of God? Are you believing that he's over all of your life? Two more letters. I don't have any more illustrations. What a shame. See, God's love is victorious. L-O-V. God's love is victorious. God's won the battle already. He has won the battle over your life and over my life already. And we go around kind of, no, no. Oh, life is so hard. I can't, I didn't get a Valentine card. Life is so bad. What am I going to do? And God goes, I've won. In me you have victory. You are a victorious people. Stand up and be victorious. Don't sit back and go, well, if he likes to. He lavishes on us. He loves us with no limit. He covers all of our wrongdoings. And he goes, and in this you have the victory. Why? Because he's got us. You see, we're not doing this alone. We're not doing this on our own. And if God is victorious, what does scripture say? If God is for us, who can be against us? Now who believes that? Seriously, in our lives, who believes that? If God is for us, who can be against us? If God has the victory, what have I got? Whatever your struggle is today. Whatever that might be. Brian mentioned it today, this morning. Whatever you came in with, that's good, keep. Whatever you don't want to, go out. don't take it back out with you. Believe that we have victory in God. Because his love is that. Here's the, the kicker on the verse. Halfway through verse 16 of John 3, it says that whosoever would believe. See, there's an action that we've got to take. There is consequences to what we do. And there is something that we have to do. That whosoever shall believe. God loves me. Yeah, you get, do you believe it? No, not really. But it says it. Ah, yeah, I know, but that's for other people. That's not for me. The whosoever is most important. Because actually the whosoever is us. Whosoever will believe in the word of God, we shall have what? Eternal life. That's the E. God's love is eternal. Okay? But there's a whosoever moment in here. We have to believe. We have to stand and go, I believe this. And when I've got issues, I'm going to say his love is limitless. It never runs out. His love covers all of my things. It's overall. His love is victorious in the situation I'm in. And actually, because of all that, I get eternal life when I give my life to Jesus. It's the greatest Valentine's message ever written. I I, I defy anybody to tell me one better. It's 26 words. That if we allow it, a verse of scripture. You see these things. You you ever watch the rugby? Come on, Ireland. You watch the rugby. Or the football, and somebody puts a pl- John three sixteen, and you think, "Well, that's going to make a difference." 
Everybody in the, you know, 45, 50,000 people are going to go, what's John 3.16? And Google that and find out what that is. But if we as Christians, if we as people of God really fully understood what that verse meant, they wouldn't have to Google it. People who don't know who Jesus is wouldn't have to Google it to find out what it meant when they saw the placard. They'd know. They'd know because we were doing the job anyway. We'd be out there doing it. We'd be out there actually just being who God made us to be and then affecting the community. For God so loved the world. For God so loved Crumlin. Cashel Avenue. I don't know the others. Kildare, whatever. Okay, all the roads. Please forgive me. I don't know all your road names. That he gave Jesus. So here's the challenge. As I begin to wrap up, I really would love to sing that last song we sang one more time. Here's the challenge. Yeah, yeah, come on up. As as I wrap up, if that is uh, okay for you guys. Overtime, is it? No problem. We'll pay you what we'll pay you double what we paid you at the start. Okay. I I love I love the the lyrics of this song. I love the words of this song. But here's the thing, alright? There's an action required by us, the children of God. There's an action required by us, people who declare that God loved me so much he gave me Jesus. And the action required is that we really, really, really believe it. And we take it on board. Because when we do, when we fully understand the love of the breath, the extent, the sacrifice of God and His love for us. Then that beginning of that verse, for God's soul of the world, suddenly becomes a light to our communities because you're living it. Don't leave this place today without doing business with God as we sing this song. And if you need prayer, I'm going to leave it to you guys to sort out however that works. I don't know. I'm just saying to you that God loves you so much. There'll be um, people up the front here to pray. Okay, yeah, if you do. Up the front if anyone wants prayer, just come up the front there and there'll be people there to pray. God's love is limitless. It's overall. It's victorious. And it's eternal. God bless you.